1: Hi, welcome back. Uh, If you just joined us, where were you? We started right at 12.05. Got a great wine of the week coming up later in the program. It's from The Pairing. uh, That is the producer, and it is a killer Chardonnay uh, from Santa Barbara County. And I can't wait to try it. I haven't had this current vintage. We'll have more on that later. And I'm going to be telling you about DeCant ICT. If you haven't, saved the date, June 4th, Sunday, 2 to 5, and we'll tell you about all that's going on there here later in the program. My guest today by phone from beautiful San Francisco is Anna Volishina. She's uh, the author and chef behind Budmo, B-U-D-M-O, with an exclamation point. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit, Anna, about the name and, and why you chose that?
0: Of course. So, first of all, Budmo is one of my favorite Ukrainian words. It's, uh, it's a large word. It means literally let us be and it encapsulates the meaning of happiness so it, it can mean let us be here let us be present let us enjoy this moment it's an incredibly cheerful word and we of course use it instead of cheers when we are saying the toast or just raising our glasses and i wanted my book to be about that about celebration of ukrainian culture about small and big celebrations of life and like anything in between. And Ukraine is a very, very unique country. People are very kind there and we express our love through food. So I wanted to share that experience with others.
1: Well, it's such a shame. I can't imagine what it's like from your perspective when you watch the news and, and see all the devastation that has been left. Especially in Eastern Ukraine and and in Kiev as well, you know, from the beginning, and uh, we just can't wait to see this thing come to an end. And I hope it comes to an end with uh, Mr. Putin uh, hanging from a rope somewhere. But
0: uh, oh my goodness, we all waiting for our victory, and we'll throw the biggest celebration. Before world has ever seen we are ready to celebrate our victory but first we need to do some fighting
1: yeah well uh and boy i bet you folks doing the fighting would love to have access to all the recipes that you fixed in the book let's talk about the layout one of the things (laughs) that i'm always interested in is the first section of any book uh you have an interesting introduction that talks about uh about you and your upbringing and 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 your culinary memories, but more importantly, you have kind of a section on the Ukrainian kitchen, things that you ought to have to make it easier to put the recipes together out of the book. Uh, if Kind of touch on some of the things that you think are important if you've just ordered your copy of the book, and you are ready to go cooking, what are some things that the average American kitchen may not have that would help them make uh, Ukrainian-style food?
0: So it's a great question. Thanks for asking, because my goal for this book was no matter where you are, if you order the copy and you want to cook today, you can go to your local grocery store and get everything you need to get started. So I would say if you want to cook Ukrainian food, you definitely need some sour cream in your fridge. And it can be a store-bought one. It can be your homemade one. Uh, But we put sour cream on top of everything, pretty much, Mm -hmm. Uh, starting from borscht and ending with uh, cheese fritters, sweet or savory. We'll love our sour cream. Then a bunch of dill would be very helpful because we love uh, to add it to our salads and finish the dishes with uh, some chopped fresh dill. And it makes everything taste like Ukraine to me. And one more ingredient that is not easy to find, but I have a recipe for it. The name is sir, and this is a farmer's cheese. Basically, it's a very fresh, young cheese. And um, you can go to an Eastern European market and get it from there. It's usually in the fridge section. But if you don't have any markets near you, you just go to your store, get some milk, and follow the syr recipe. It's very easy. Uh, you just need to... Uh, add a little bit of um, some sort of culture. It can be a dollop of sour cream or kefir and your milk will get sour in a day or two, depends on your te- room temperature. And then you just cook it very slowly and the cheese coagulates and it separates to whey and uh, this beautiful tangy cheese. You drain it and you have a batch of cheese and you can also use it. I think at least have, half- eight recipes that uses that sir in uh, my book. And I think it's a very, very uh, important uh, product. So you can either save your time and buy it or you can make it and it will taste so good. Homemade sir is wonderful. And I highly recommend because people are scared usually to embark on the journey and like making cheese, but it's actually so easy and the recipe is good. So um, if you want to try something fun, Try the Suda recipe. Yeah, we'll have to do that.
1: Um, uh, You know, you said dill, and I like dill, uh, but especially in uh, dill and yogurt on cucumbers, that kind of thing with onions, and and that's a good thing. When she made the uh, pampushki, uh, these garlicky rolls with dill, garlic, and oil mixed together and then poured over the top lightly after they come out of the oven. Uh, it made well it made them so special and, and uh, i had them for breakfast the next morning popped them in the microwave just to warm them up a little bit and and you'd think oh yeah garlic and dill on a roll for breakfast yeah it was great uh we had so much fun
0: it uh, is wonderful
1: um talk about the pickling part because the lightly pickled cabbage salad out of the book to me was uh, you know, similar to what uh, in the United States is coleslaw, uh, finely sliced uh, chopped cabbage, uh, some red onion, and I guess I was expecting more of a vinegary flavor, but it was so light and fresh. And it, two days later, it was still good. Today, I finished it. Uh, that, that's really an interesting recipe, and I, I think you could do you could use that same dressing with cucumbers and tomatoes or or anything like that pretty popular i'd say
0: absolutely and it has a very good balance of uh, sweetness and sourness and uh, honestly in ukraine we don't like vinegar stuff when i came here to the united states and i tasted your pickles i was i was amazed by uh, the amount of vinegar people use and they can tolerate it in Ukraine, we like to make the ingredients the star of the dish and just add some uh, spices or a little bit of strong flavors to just let it shine, but not to dim the, the light. Yeah. That's the vibrancy. So we just help it. We just enhance, but not, we don't like to cover the flavors. That's the main thing. Yeah. And uh, honestly, pickling, I would say it's a second uh, uh, craft, uh, sec- a secondary craft. We like fermenting. That's our jam. Like sour cucumbers. And by sour, I mean they they, get, they stay crunchy, but they develop this tangy sour flavor, and they're incredible. And the uh, same with fermented tomatoes and fermented cabbage, a.k.a. sauerkraut, so mostly everything is fermented. Pickling is is a, is a second secondary, I would say. Okay, well,
1: it, it was so good the cabbage, and I think <clears throat> while we're talking while we're talking about stuff that my wife fixed, let's talk about the bell peppers. Uh, first, like I said, she was lucky enough to find some really pretty peppers, and then uh, I looked the ingredient list looked similar to stuff that we've made, but the sauce that was around the peppers and then put on top of them when I cut the, cut my pepper open really made this a very special dish. Talk about that one.
0: Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. So this is the recipe from my region of the country because we are known for the best tomatoes and the best bell peppers, so we have the variety. And usually in Ukraine, we use gypsy peppers they are thinner and they have this unique flavor but here it's hard to find and even in California uh, they are not so um, easily available everywhere so I use the regular bell peppers and this dish is so easy to make and we love it in Ukraine because first of all it's fast second uh, and like everybody like it there is I've never met a person who didn't like uh stuffed bell peppers and it's easy to cook for the whole family so you basically um, take the core out take the top off remove the seeds and stuff the peppers with a mixture of meat in ukraine it's usually pork but it can be anything and um, a little bit of onion and rice and the rice needs to be either parboiled or um You can heat it with hot water for like 15 minutes, then drain it and mix with meat. Because you definitely need to make sure that the rice is cooked. Uh, And if the rice is just straight from the bag, it might not cook as fast as you want it to. And then the sauce is very special because you can use fresh tomatoes when they are in season. You can use canned tomatoes uh, in winter and uh, it just, it's easy, but it has this vibrancy. And uh, my favorite part as a kid was just uh, taking a, a slice of fluffy white bread and just just eat the sauce. Oh, yeah. I didn't care that much about the meat or the bell peppers. I just needed that sauce. Well, <laughs> and uh, to this day, I always have a slice of bread with that.
1: Well, the sauce really was unique and made, made the dish. You know, when you cut it open, the rice and the meat. There's, you know, it, it's got good flavor and aroma. But the, I wish she would have even made more sauce, because I did the same thing. I I took one of <laughs> yeah. the, the the garlicky pampushki, and and dipped it in the sauce, little pieces at a time, and uh, it was perfect. And you know, it, it, there's another pepper recipe. Don't have there's another pepper recipe that I can't wait to try. Your roasted peppers with this beautiful easy-to-make cheese that you speak of, uh, it looks so good. This, mm-hmm. w- What a great appetizer or snack or, uh, you know, it could be a great side dish too, really pretty. Yeah.
0: Yeah, especially during summer and the barbecue season. It's a crowd-pleaser for sure. People love it. And if you have uh, carnivores and vegetarians, they will all eat the, that dish and everybody will be happy.
1: Well, we're gonna make it. I, I just and we 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 have the small. They they look like jalapeno peppers, but you know what I'm talking about. They're they're uh, an array of different colored small peppers that uh, are sweet almost. There's no heat at all, and I think they might be similar to the gypsy yes. peppers that that you've spoken of.
0: Absolutely, those are perfect. The only thing I would say, bring some help because they take forever to peel and honestly in my kitchen i never peel them because i don't mind the uh the skin but a lot of people they want to make them skinless so please bring some help because you will need a <laughs> pair of hands
1: No, you know what I, i'm with you I, I i roast them either on the grill or over the gas fire on the stove and uh And maybe peel off a little bit, but the little dark, uh, crispy bits that are left on the skin, to me, add flavor, and it makes the house smell so good. Uh, Pretty fun. Um,
0: Absolutely. I'm with you on that, and you don't have to peel your peppers. There you go. Uh, this tiny peppers, the skin is still thin, yes.
1: All right. Uh, When we talked about the ingredients, the last one, and you touched on this, is vodka. And... I would think as fertile as Ukraine is uh, and, and able to grow su- such a great variety of food products that, that grapes could grow. Uh, but I think in, in the book you mentioned that uh, wine is not a big, a, a big part of Ukrainian life. And yet right next door in the Republic of Georgia, uh, the cradle of wine development back in the old days. And but no wine produced uh, in Ukraine?
0: Uh, it's not true we have wine. We, For the longest time, we did not have the culture of producing good quality wine. And we blame USSR for that. And same as Georgia, they almost killed Georgian winemakers, winemaking. And they definitely almost killed Ukrainian uh, industry just because uh, they did not want to produce wine. At some point, they tried to fight the whole alcohol uh, consumption thing, so they did not um, allow any alcohol so they it was uh, it was interesting so they uh, basically nobody could grow grapes for sale nobody could produce wine for sale everything was very well hidden so if you would have like a couple of um, grape wines in your backyard you could make wine but like other than that it did not go further mm. so right now we're trying to catch up with the rest of the world uh, and uh, learn how to make good quality wine that can compete and the same they do in georgia but since their tradition is much much more longer and more robust i think they're more successful and further in this pro- uh, process but right now we have some cool winemakers emerging. And right now, unlike the USSR times, they can travel and they can learn and study and they can invite people to come to Ukraine and teach us and share the knowledge. So this is incredibly important. That's why uh, Ukraine is so open and we will always welcome people who will share the secrets of the trade with us. And I think in the next 15 years, maybe 20 years, you will see some amazing wine coming from Ukraine. Yeah,
1: wouldn't surprise me a bit. But I'll bet that for the time being, you can get by with a great uh, wheat-based vodka.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And we we know how to make it. We know how to throw a good party with vodka and appetizers. And my favorite part is infused vodka. Because I, I cannot do a lot of shots, but I like to sip it with uh, when the vodka is infused with berries or, oh my God, horseradish is the killer combination. I I can drink that. And uh, I think it makes a great authority uh, before the dinner. Just puts everybody in a good mood.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what fun. The book is so cool. The photography makes it. It, it, the pictures just leap from the page. You can almost smell the food just by looking at the picture. Uh, and, we, we, you know, the culture of Ukrainian cuisine uh, and how it's uh, filtered through Eastern Europe and, and, and how you've adapted that so that the average kitchen will probably have most everything you need and it's all readily available. Uh, such a fun thing. Recipes from a Ukrainian kitchen. It's called Budmo. B-U-D-M-O. And, uh, you got to get a copy. We're going to give away a copy in a minute, but before I let you go, Anna, um, this was your first book. And I imagine, as you said, it was a tremendous amount of labor, fixing the food, photographing it, perfecting the recipes, having the recipes tested. Did you get bit enough with enthusiasm to where you might think of doing another book?
0: Oh, I'm already doing it. Oh, my God. I'm this crazy person who loves this whole process. And I feel so inspired by what what's happening uh, with Ukrainian culinary scene. We are rediscovering our culinary roots. We're going as far as possible from the USSR legacy. And we want to create our new Ukrainian cuisine based on the traditions and our native ingredients and hopefully this summer I will go to Ukraine to research more and to cook with some of the most incredible chefs and home cooks and uh, some farmers and bring you amazing recipes this is my goal to create a new book which will be even more exciting which will tell deeper more important stories especially with the war going on we I want to spotlight our incredible people and how food united us. Many th- things united us, but food is always in the center of everything in Ukraine.
1: Boy, yep. And you've gotten some pretty fancy awards. Uh, Ten best books about food in 2022. You were included. Budma was included in that. And uh, hopefully the awards keep coming. I hope that inspires you to work even harder and get this new book out. And I hope you remember Good Life Guys so I can have you back on the show.
0: Okay. uh, I'm happy to come back. Uh, Just send me an invite, and I will be here. Thank you for having me today.
1: Yeah, it was fun. I'll bid you farewell, and we're going to give away a copy of the book. Uh, Folks, you know the drill. All you got to do is be caller number five. The area code is 316-869-1330. Call now. Max will take down your data and the publisher will send you a book. Anna, have a great weekend.